Welcome to the Realm of Endless Stories, a weekly podcast covering books, fanfic, comics, TV, and films. If we love it, we read it, watch it, and talk about it. I'm Sarah. And I'm Hordig. (laughs) (laughs) Here we go. (laughs) Oh, here we go. Okie dokie then. Listeners, what you can't see, because we have a video call going to keep from interrupting ourselves too much, is... On top of Soleil's microphone is sitting a gothicorn. You can look it up. I bought it off of Tea Turtle. It is the most adorable little black unicorn plushie with a frowny face with a white mane. And if you flip it inside out, it becomes white with a little smiley face with a black mane. Mm-hmm. But it's just cutely glaring at me the entire time. <laughs> well, I this look is at her. appropriate for Hordic. When we do something lighter, then she's going to become Swiftwind. Oh, good call. They do sell one with a rainbow mane. Ooh, but I like mine. Okay. Before we get any further off track, Mm. reminder that this is not a spoiler-free podcast and we are marked explicit for occasional cursing and discussion topics. All views and opinions expressed in episode discussions are our own. This week, we've put together a group of people, as we have for like, the rest of She-Ra because to do one person at a time would take forever and we don't ain't nobody got time for that no so today we are covering Horde Prime Lord Hordak and as I got tired of writing their names out over and over again in our notes document Hordak's Angels Lonnie Rogelio and Kyle (laughs) (laughs) there's a blonde one you know there's always a blonde angel right 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 (laughs) There's a brunette, too. Yes. And now there's a, a lizard. <laughs> no, no redhead. Lizard. No redhead yet. Okay. So now, like always, we're going to start with their appearance because Lord Hordak, at least 80s Hordak, was amazingly evil. Was Lord Prime a thing in the 80s? Yes. It was, but not, it was referred to, it was implied that Hordak answered to Horde Prime and it was run by his brother, not by a clone, but it would never see it. It was just implied that he was part of something bigger than himself. So even it gave credence to his shadowy overlord vibe. Yes. And he was like, they were different. They were not clones. So they were, they were different entities and each one ruled a different part of the multiverse. Okay. Okay. I just wanted to know. Can you show me? Yeah, I was thinking that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Hordak has a grotesque bone white color face, uh, sharp red eyes, flat snout like nose, um, Voldemort. Red vampire. I was just going to say that. (laughs) That is exactly what I pictured when they first described Lord Voldemort, especially in Sorcerer's Stone on the back of Quirrell's head, Mm -hmm. that with the flat slits for nostrils, the red mm-hmm. eyes, the back of Quirrell's head being almost like chalk white. Mm-hmm. Like that's exactly what I pictured. Yes. And he has pointed bat-like ears. He wears a color of bones and a black armor around his chest. And he has the horde symbol. And the symbol is a bat for some reason in the 80s. Na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na. He was related to the... <laughs> exactly that's what it was he had a nickname in the 80s and it was a dark warlord and his species is listed is listed as a demon 
Oh, so he's a demon, and he's gonna be chasing after someone. Yes. Any any speed racer fans out there? Like, <laughs> I don't know, but I hope he doesn't meet the Winchesters. Right? No, I hope he does meet the Winchesters because that will work out very well for us. That is true for Shira, at least in the 2008. 2008- oh, now poor. I'm sorry for interrupting. Poor Dean's gonna hit on everybody, and everybody's gonna be like, "I'm gay. I'm taken." Yeah, I'm uh, like, and Dean's just gonna be like, "Come on!" Well, Kyle, <laughs> this is your chance. Yeah, right. <laughs> In the 2008 action figures that came out, each one has a little story on the background, on the back of it, and like we said before, story time with Hordak. <laughs> yes, and one of the things that always surprises me is that they have a real name and we've said it for many of the princesses right they have like people names yes so hordak let's be specific hordak has a real name too so does my baloney it has a first name yes it's (laughs) o-s-c-a-r and it it has a last name too did you know that it's m-e-y-e-r or m-a-y-e-r whatever however it's spelled so hordak's real name is hector I expected a more badass last name to go with Hector. Yes, like K-U-R. Hector Kerr. That's his real name. I am disappointed. Me too. Me too. Because Hector, you could have made, I mean, the only Hector that I know of offhand, if you've watched the Princess Diaries movie, Mm -hmm. is Princess Amelia Rinaldi, uh, or Theropolis. Nunette Thermopolis Rinaldi, her driver, Joe, is played by Hector Elizondo. Yes. Which I think could be an excellent villain name. Oh, yes. Yes. With that last name? Yes. Sure. So Hector Kerr is just a letdown. (laughs) Yes. Well, when I think my dad's first name, even though nobody called him by that name, was Hector. Oh, really? Yeah. So when I picture Hordak, he has a mustache. (laughs) <laughs> very bushy mustache so what, like bow 80s bow uh yeah more like toothbrush more like um hitler. what's his name um <laughs> body crouch yeah so he has a hitler mustache yes <laughs> something like that very <laughs> bullshit hitler it's kind of fitting yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> It is. So, in the 2008 um, story, it says that Hordak was the second-born heir to the Horde Empire. Hector Kerr arrived... So he has a mom! Yes, he has a family. Oh my god, I want to meet his mom. Uh, Yeah. How I Met Your Mother, that's the story (laughs) I really want to watch. (laughs) Hordak, How I Met Your Mother. Right, right. He arrived... Still has to have Barney Stinson in it, though. (laughs) Yes. Wait for it! Yes. No, that's like that's it's gonna be legend. Wait for it, Derry. No, I comp- I went for, I went for Sean and Gus. Wait for it. Yes. <laughs> oh, so this Hector arrived on the planet Eternia while battling the cosmic warrior Hero. Really? Yes. Hero. He dash row. Wow. <laughs> Were they just? They had hit creative rock bottom there, hadn't they? I wonder which side that guy plays for. (laughs) I guess the bad side. I was going to say, he's got to be a villain. Yes. (laughs) So when he got to Eternia, that's when he took the name Hordak. He started raising an army and challenged the Snakemen, which were the rulers of the planet at that time. Yeah, I just turn around and leave the planet. Snakemen, no thanks. Yeah. Snakes, no thanks. 
Bye. Although he defeated King Hiss. <laughs> I'm not making this up. <laughs> I'm not making this I up. I know you're all. not because, I mean, having watched a lot of 80s cartoons and Transformers is very guilty of this. Is of naming things pretty much exactly on the nose of what they are. I expect nothing less, but still. <laughs> King is, how many S's are in his name? Four. Good, because I was hoping it was more than two. Otherwise I was gonna be disappointed. He was the leader of the three people of Eternia. And so I used to say the three people of Eternia. I was like, wow, big crowd. <laughs> big crowd. Free people. So Grayskull, which was a person, not a castle at that time, succeeded in vanishing. <laughs> no, because that implies that the person turned into a castle. Not that they built a castle in his honor. Now you see him, now you don't. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the castle was there and then they name it afterwards. Right, I don't but know. yeah, it's the, the person, not the castle. So this yes. is this is free transformation. <laughs> yes. Maybe that's his animagus. I can turn into a castle. I was thinking that. Maybe that's why Hogwarts is unplottable because it used to be a person. Yeah. And anybody who looks at it, Hogwarts just thinks, fuck off. <laughs> so they were banished to another dimension, dimension called Despon Despondos. Let me guess. It means despondent or sad or Something lost like or that. hopeless. Something like that. So it was there when Hordak contacted a new, a young alchemist, and this was interesting to me, a young alchemist named Keldor. Now, this... Keldor, like the store? Spell it. K-E-L-D-O-R. Oh, no, okay. Keldor was C-A-L-D-O-R. That was like before Walmart and stuff. Mm -hmm. It was Keldor. Yeah. <laughs> so this guy started teaching... Hordak, the ways of the dark arts and magic in exchange from freedom from his prison in the extra dimensional. So this is kind of what fit put him there. Yes, he's a fit. So that's why. <laughs> that's because why that's what he threw. He threw a hissy fit. Yes, a literal one. Go to the corner. <laughs> so that's where he was in timeout for centuries. And could that be where the reboot got the idea for Mara to put? Etheria in a pocket dimension? Could be. If King Hissy Fit put Kaldor in a pocket dimension? Mm-hmm. Maybe. Ooh. That's interesting. I'm but, hearing yeah. this information for the first time, listeners. So I this was literally just a light bulb I had this second. Yeah. I mean, there are so many things that they have taken from the 80s and remade it on the new one that it could be one of the ideas that Eternia was part of a multidimensional universe. And just to refresh your mind, we know that Hordak was Skeletor's mentor, and the two went to kidnap Adam and Adora. They only succeeded to kidnap one baby because it's them. And their parents didn't care that they lost a child. They're like, we still got one. It's fine. Yeah, just erase our memories. Who cares about a, a baby? And then when Skeletor was captured, he told Man-at-Arms, which was the castle army person, where the man at arms is a traditional title, like men at arms are traditional mm -hmm. uh, titles held by uh, castle guards. Usually there's the head of the castle guard. So I mm -hmm. would assume the man at arms was the head of yes. the castle guard for Castle Grayskull. Yes. So when Skeletor was captured, he told this guy where to find Hordak. And that pushed him to jump into a portal to Etheria with Adora. So just to refresh there your could, mind this... on how 
Horda came to be in Etheria, not Eternia. This planet ain't big enough for two people who laugh like me. You yes. gotta go. Yes, exactly. So that is what I have for, for the badass 80s Hordak. Now, yes, he, uh, he's even badass when he's on the face of a tank. Yes. <laughs> I'm never going to let that go. It's no. just so entertaining to me. It is. It is. So now we jump to the more modern Hordak. He might have been designed to resemble a bat or a vampire. It has white fangs bat-like nose, and bat-like ears. So it seems like it's on the same level as the 80s. They're taken from, like, bats because bats are creatures of the night and they are scary. Right, and of all the pictures I've seen, like, BuzzFeed's ran articles and a bunch of other sites have done side-by-side comparison pictures of... 80s version versus modern. And Hordak, to me, is the one that looks absolutely the most similar. Yes. Both counterparts look... I mean, this one is taller and skinnier, whereas the other one was shorter and bulkier and actually laughed occasionally. That was nice. But other than that, the costuming and the the facial features and the design, Mm -hmm. pretty much identical. They did a phenomenal job. They did. The only different one was the reboot in 2002. The Hordak from that show, I don't know how to explain, but the ears looked like gills on the side of the head. So it was like a two triangular thing on the side of the head. So that he Uh. could take over Selenius by himself and he wouldn't need help. Exactly. He looked like a merman more than a Hordak. So that that was a little different. I didn't like that design at all. Well, this was the 80s, so it's possible... No, the one that I'm talking about is oh, 2002. 2002. Well, even th- well, then that leads even more strength to my point. That the creators of He-Man and She-Ra could have looked to Marvel and DC Comics, specifically at Namor, King of Atlantis from Marvel, mm-hmm. and... One of Aquaman's lead nemeses, King Orm, and Black Manta, with the way they are designed in mm-hmm. comics. They have those kind of triangular ears with the gills on the side of the head. They could yeah. have looked at that and said, huh, there's an idea. Not implying that they stole from it, but I mean, you get inspiration from yes. everywhere. Yeah, and there's a picture that we posted on our Facebook group where you see all three of them. So the middle one, I don't know if you remember, it's the one that has kind of like the gills on the side. Or maybe they try to make like big ears like Dumbo. I don't know. But For those has- of you who haven't noticed or looked, our Facebook group is linked on our Facebook page. And our Facebook group is called For the Honor of She-Ra. Yes. And the post in question was titled, Who Wore It Best? 80s all the way. Every time I look at it, I give a different answer. I really do. Like each one of them is so awesomely designed. I can't pick. I could pick from 80s or modern. I could never pick 2002. I don't like him at all. It has to do with the ears, the Dumbo ears. (laughs) So modern Hordak has a white skull-like face, black makeup around the eyes, and a mohawk which he is come back. But during the seasons, it, it takes different shapes according to how he's developing. The way I saw it, which really fit his personality, was you think kids with a mohawk, they're like, yeah, rock on. I'm a badass. Mm-hmm. Hordak's like that, but he is also mad at his brother slash Horde Prime, if you can call it that brother, that they're clones. Mm-hmm. And... Some part of him is sad that he got kicked out, although he'd never admit it, which is why he's so hell-bent on saying, you know, 
I'm going to make something of myself and come back and prove to you that A, you're a dick and B, I made something of myself. So he went from, yeah, rock on to sad emo kid, but still had the same haircut. So he's like, Mm -hmm. well, I'm an emo kid. So I guess I got to like brush it back and like paint it black and make it look all sad. Yes. And hide in the shadows of my, I was going to say cave, laboratory. (laughs) Bat cave, why not? He's still not got like anything. One thing I would like to point out, and I know this is your section, but I know we talked about it before, Mm -hmm. but it's not in the doc and I want to talk about it now before we lose track of it. Mm -hmm. Whenever you see... Now, I'm running off of modern She-Ra. Yeah. Horde Prime, this applies to both the character and their environment. Mm-hmm. Horde Prime is painted very white with maybe some grays, some light greens. His environment, meaning like where he inhabits in his spaceship and becomes like Lord of the Tentacles and mm-hmm. power retardant yeah. or whatever. It's very clean, like an Apple store. Like, yes. It's- <laughs> illuminated yes it's illuminated it's bright it's clean it's clear it's crisp lines Mm -hmm. look at lord hordak who is allegedly brother of clone of he is dark colors dark hair he's falling apart and even when the lab lights are turned on they're flickery they're dim most of the place is in shadow especially when the lights are off Mm mm-hmm So the only lights you ever get are like deep red or dark greens. So to look at Hordak and Horde Prime and their environments side by side, they are literally a contrast in color as well as in character and personality type. And this only hit me when you and I were talking about this like two Mm -hmm. days ago, even though we've rewatched Shira like three times and talk Every single day, I was like, wait a minute. They're literal contrast. They did this on purpose with color. Yes. That's really smart. And then I felt kind of dumb. But I was like, I mean, you never do see the two in scenes like back to back. It's Mm -hmm. never, oh, you see Hordax Lab cut to Horde Prime ship so you can see the color contrast. There's always something in between. So it took me a while to put two and two together. And it also lends interesting thought to the don't judge a book by its cover because white generally is supposed to represent purity black represents darkness Mm -hmm. and by the time you get to the end of the series you spent this whole time thinking lord hordak is the worst thing that could ever happen Mm -hmm. lord prime comes in in his clean crisp apple ship and brainwashes Lord Hordak and we have the representation of the most evil in white and Hordak then gets turned into a white clone Mm -hmm. but he defies Horde Prime I was gonna say Optimus Prime I'm so sorry so sorry man you would I know you'd never do this and he's not white no he's a Peterson semi tractor trailer yeah Yes, he's red, blue, and gray, and a little bit of tan. Mm -hmm. But the character we have represented in the darkest colors becomes the hope of overthrowing the bad guy who's depicted Mm -hmm. in the generally hero's colors. What it reminded me of a little was 
Star Wars, and I, and I know you've watched it a couple of times, but maybe yes. you'll remember this, is that this is a future, but it's like a dirty future. It's not like a clean, crisp type of, you know. No, it's kind of a dy- almost dystopian. Yes. It, that what Hordak reminds me of and the Fright Zone where he lives. And then you go to the spaceship when you see Darth Vader and you, you can the, even the see Death Star. No, the, he does. He's not oh, a Death oh, Star. The Star Destroyer. The Star yeah. Destroyer. Okay, yeah. So even when he's there, you can see very polished floors. They they reflect themselves. So for some reason, the evilest of evils, it's always depicted as more clean cut and super oh my god hold on i'll expand your metaphor Mm -hmm. palpatine was a senator always wore nice bright colored clothes until he went crazy emperor face Mm -hmm. all the stormtroopers are in white but darth vader who ends up turning good essentially as Mm -hmm. he dies at the very end is in black yes and he's always shiny so there is oh yes he's very well polished this perception of the bad, the baddest of the bad, it's always the one that is crisp or gives you the sensation of being... Appearances can be deceiving. Yes. And and still, I think Hor Prime is not the evilest evil in this show. So, Oh, who do you think is the evilest evil in this show? The ancient ones. The what? The creators. The, the first ones. The I first. heard you say the Asian ones. And no, I was like... Ancient, I said. I, no, the first ones. It's I was like, ancient. I was like, there. I was like, first of all, that's extremely offensive. No, Second I of ancient. all, what Asian ones? <laughs> no, the ancient what? Ancient, ancient, first ones. The first the ones. The first I think, ones. I okay. think they are the evil of this story more than Horde Prime. Although it makes you wonder, just like in all times of crisis and war in regular society and in fiction. Mm-hmm. How many of the first ones subscribe to this ideal and are therefore guilty of building this heart of Etheria bomb? And how many of them are just people who happen to live in that society? Because we saw in one of those episodes all the holographic echoes of mm-hmm. messages and they were just everyday people. Yeah, I don't know how, and maybe they had something similar to what Hor Prime built in a way of being very influential of others. And maybe the ones that look like regular people were very influenced and made to think that this was the only path. But Whore Prime was always upfront with everything he thought. Just like Voldemort. Mm -hmm. He's like, if you're not pure blood or you don't agree to follow me, and then sometimes even if you still aren't pure blood, I still might kill you. Yeah, Depends on my mood. Get the fuck out. Exactly. So coming back to Horde Prime, it's very different from Hordak. Like we were saying before, himself and all the clones are always in white or an off-white and uh, with green eyes, teeth, and mouth. And he speaks with such a soft, kind voice. Yes. Which is, again, misleading to his true feelings and power. Whereas Hordak was almost always yelling. But don't you think that if somebody's threatening you in a cold, soft voice has more an impact than if they were yelling. Oh, definitely. And especially in the scenes where you see him go from threatening someone, say, Glimmer, 
Mm-hmm. And then turning to Catra and being like, it will be, it'll all be okay, little sister. Walk with me. It's like you just flipped the evil switch off and now I'm just average Joe again. And it's like, shit, man, like this, <laughs> this guy really freaks me out. I know. I know. And especially is that thing, you know, you don't know if he's saying it, if it's true or it's not true because he's talking nicely, but he's saying very threatening things. So right. where is he going to land? He said like a liar. Like a liar. Hordak in the 80s did not have sidekicks or angels like Rogelio Lani. I'm thinking Lo- Looney, like always. Because that's how you kept writing it. <laughs> yes. Lani and Kyle. Kyle. He had four other commanders with him at all times besides Catra, Scorpia, and sometimes Entrapta. She was busy tinkering. Yes. He has an army with one of the characters is called Mantena, Mantina. He's, he's kind of looks like fish-like mixed with big bug character. So it's like, imagine a bug marrying a fish. And that's what no you thanks. get. <laughs> but that's what you get for this guy. That sounds like the stuff of my nightmares. Thanks. Then we have Greaselord. And I think Greaselord appears in the... In this. He's not half bear. I'm going to be mad. He is. Okay. He is a furry monster. It's like a bear. And I have his action figure. And it's so cool. <laughs> Then we have Leech, which looked like a frog with kind of plungers for hands and feet. Like, the, they're very the sucky. Yes. Like, like octopi have? Yes, but it's it's like one round big one. That's why they look like plungers. More hands than- are giant suction cups! Yes, and feet too. And mouth. So, I mean, like, if he mated with a Dalek, if a Dalek needed an extra plunger. Yes. Okay, cool. <laughs> yes, something cool, like that. Cool. And the fourth character he has with him, it's called... Oh my God, Modulok, Modulok, M-O-D-U-L-O-K. So Modulok. I'm going to say it like that. So that's canon. And he is weird because he has four legs. He's a red dude. It has two heads. Looks like alien head, but he has four legs. That's awesome. I know. He is the weirdest of all all of them. Weirder than Raz and her broom? Um, Different kind of weird. Okay. <laughs> so if we come back to the modern Hordak and the Horde, the Horde is an oppressive intergalactic empire ruled by Horde Prime and Hordak rules one of the branches, which is the Fright Zone. Because he was banished, because yes. Horde Prime was like, you're not perfect by Scrap Heap and yes. expected Hordak to die because Hordak in one of his yelling speeches about why he's doing this is like, he left me on this backwater in the middle of nowhere planet expecting me to die. But I've not only pulled myself together, but put together an army and all of this stuff. And at that point, once Lord, Lord prime, Lord prime. <laughs> yes. Now he's part Voldemort too. Yes. Um, <laughs> Lord that's and why he has prime. so many clones. They're all his Horcruxes. Yes. Um, <laughs> That is true, because he can transfer his consciousness consciousness. to everyone. Yeah. Oh, wow. wow. That's one up on the Borg. But at that point, you're actually kind of rooting for Hordak, because you're like, you're right. He was abandoned. His quote-unquote brother is basically like, you're not perfect, therefore I hate you, and I hope you die. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to banish you to this planet in a pocket dimension where you'll never be able to get out or see anybody else again. Mm -hmm. And Hordak was like, fuck you, I'm going to prove you wrong. Yes. Like, you gotta kind of be proud of him. And he did. He even shot Horde Prime in the face, and I cheered. It was I great. know. 
<laughs> I know. It was an amazing moment. Oh my gosh. So, he has, or he chooses a lot of people to be part of the army, or I don't know what Lonnie, Rogelio, and Kyle are. I'm guessing, because they're not army army. They're not like the soldiers. They are. They're foot soldiers. If you think about it, Scorpia and Catra are force captains mm-hmm. when Shadow Weaver was his second in command. Yes. So it was Lord Hordak, Shadow Weaver, Catra and Scorpia were equal. Mm-hmm. And then underneath them was Catra's team. Lyle? Lyle? No, we're not shipping Lonnie and Kyle. We're not doing that. Lonnie, Kyle, and Rogelio would answer to Catra. But what I mean is that they have other soldiers. And these... Yeah, there are other units, which presumes there are other force captains. And these kids are, because they're kids, they are trained, I think, to become leaders of their own soldier troops. Well, that would make sense because it w- if you're constantly gaining new soldiers, you want to you need people to lead those soldiers. As people grow up, they gain more knowledge, they pass mm-hmm. that on to new people, so it's in co- a constant influx of new soldiers. Yeah, and I know it, you know the show cannot concentrate on everyone and maybe only concentrated on these characters because they train together. But there there's something on each of these characters that made them separate from the common soldier to say it in a way. Because they knew we're in Catra. <laughs> yes, because they were. So, Lonnie wears the typical horde uniform. Uh, she has shoulder-length brown dreadlocks tied back in a ponytail and hazel eyes. She is mostly skilled in hand and hand co- hand-to-hand combat. And, like, scathing remarks. Yes. Rogelio is a lizard. <laughs> I love <laughs> I mean, there's not much to say about him. Green Scaly. He is skilled in firing turrets and has immense strength. And then our boy Kyle. Yeah, my boy Kyle! He is the smaller and very slim. He Compared to the other horse soldiers, he has a fluffy blonde hair and brown eyes. His expression is typically that of slight frightened or startled, which I well, thought it well, was... generally, because they're all, especially Lonnie, yeah. is ready to throw him under the bus at every five seconds. Yes, and... In the description of Kyle, uh, in the Shira and the Princesses of Power... No, don't take this away from me! He's a mechanic. Okay. (laughs) Good save. He's a mechanic. All the best ones are... Like, a lot of my favorite characters across shows are tinkerers. Yeah, but if you think about it, being a mechanic, it's great when they work with tanks and and weapons of this caliber. So yeah, you got to be able to fix things on the go. You can't say, oh, it's broken. I got to wait here for somebody to come out and help. You can go out and fix it yourself. Because if you see the other ones, Lonnie and Rogelio are more strength or combat hand-to-hand based in a way that you know fight to the front and Kyle has more of a brain and he's more I think Lonnie has some strategic ability yes Rogelio is basically strength and he's the muscle and protection yes of his team yeah you need Kyle is the The thinker and Mm -hmm. the creative one he's the one that would come up with the plans that the princesses wouldn't see coming Mm -hmm. because they're outside of the box ideas. Yes, but in the show, they made him look very stupid, and I felt so bad because I love I know, him so. But much. he, but he's not, and he's also, in my opinion, one of the best thinkers in a way of the group that they can. He can realize who is a good person 
Um, even mm-hmm. even he's in the in the wrong side because he does want to be friends with Belle when they capture. I him. like your shirt. Yes. So he he understands people. He can see more than this is what they told me they were. And it makes me wonder if all three of them were wards of Shadow Weaver, just like Adora and Catra, because. We never hear mention of their families. No. That's why I was making the difference. I think that these three, plus Katra and Adora, were brought as babies and raised differently from a common soldier. Because even they saw something in them, or Shadow Weaver could perceive something, because, you know, she's very... Or because they weren't raised by parents the first morals they'd have instilled upon them would be by Shadow Weaver. So you're basically starting with a blank slate. Yeah, that makes sense. You can create the perfect soldier. Yes. Until they have a heart like Kyle does. Yeah, Kyle. So we're going to talk about abilities now. In the 80s, Hordak, the majority of his powers are the product of science. Woo, science! (laughs) I love science. It was said that he studied some magic or he has a way to do some magic but he prefer anything that is more science than his own abilities he can he's capable of transforming himself in a variety of ways for example he can turn his arm into an energy cannon which has also been been seen to emit fire become a massive tank or wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute so he has an arm that can become a flamethrower yes or an energy cannon. That's fucking badass. He just stole that straight out of, like, the Iron Giant and, like, fucking Megatron's book. But I still wholeheartedly approve. Yes. He can become a massive tank. He can become a tank. Very Transformers. Yes. And even transform himself, transport himself over great distances by becoming a rocket. Hey, I mean, there was a Decepticon called Astro Train. He was a train on the ground in the space shuttle the rest of the time. So, hey Yeah. And in one of the episodes, we can even see his arm turn into a vacuum cleaner. <laughs> ah, he literally sucks. <laughs> yes, he does. He sucks. We don't know where the things go inside his body. See, but that's the question does. I need answered. If Now, first of all, that brings up the question. Okay, I'm going to science the shit out of this. <laughs> does Etheria or Eternia follow the same rules of physics that we do that matter cannot be created or destroyed? If mm-hmm. so, if he sucks up rocks or something, they are now part of him. Is there like a vacuum bag compartment like like your uber that you keep in the closet that you have to empty from Mm -hmm. time to time where does that shit go because he's not a black hole like but that's only if the law of conservation of mass and energy exists and applies on eternia yeah i don't know but why would you want a vacuum arm in the first place i guess to shut somebody up if your minion wasn't saying anything (laughs) you want to just be like here i'm just gonna suction my arm to your face and then you'll shut up. Yeah, something <laughs> like that. Yeah. In the mini comics, in the in the Master of the Universe mini comics, Hordak is actually shown as using more magic than science. So he's a powerful dark magician with equal or greater power than Skeletor, and most likely has far greater knowledge than his. Skeletor is magical. Magical. He is so magical. I just thought he was strong, liked punching people and laughing with like his entire body and soul. Well, he has this staff that ends in a ram's head. Yeah. And they can do magic with it. Okay. Like his wand. Like yeah. Lucius Kane, you know. 
Yeah, except you mean like the staff of Moses size staff, like full body height. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Or the staff of Ra out of Indiana Jones. Yes. I need to show you this video, which is amazing. And many people may have seen it already with He-Man and Skeletor action figures dancing, like stop motion (laughs) video. It is so funny. So funny. Coming back to modern Kordak. He is technological proficient. Um, has a brilliant technical mind. Even though Entrapta helps him build his exoskeleton, is it called? Yeah. Yeah, the armor that keeps himself together. I mean, he's only, we can only assume that he's slightly organic Mm -hmm. based on what we see from Horde Prime with the like liquid and stuff that goes in him. But that means that prior to Entrapta, he's been rebuilding his own, he's been Frankensteining the shit out of himself. Yep keep himself going yes that's impressive yes and until he reveals who he is to entrapta we can see that he even started his own cloning which yes. which implies that he is highly intelligent oh to do that, super intelligent to do that to figure out how to do it maybe some of the knowledge was passed from horde prime when he was part of it before he was cast away but still the fact that he had the knowledge and put it into practice even though they didn't work he at least tried and kept going because he could have each time he hit a roadblock he could have said well that's it instead he has that drive to say no i have to make this work Mm -hmm. not just because i have something to prove and my survival may or may not depend on it but I want to know where it went wrong and how to make it work. Yes. That drive to know. Yes. Modern whore prime. Whore prime. Whore prime. Yeah. Has the ability to read minds and control his clones and also people who got chipped. So if you're chipped, he can control your mind. It's like the Borg. You become assimilated and part of the collective and they basically have a hive mind where he can project his singular consciousness into any person at any time. But everyone else either thinks the same and is an individual or just has one thought. We're not, we can't really tell. Well, no, of us. Well, that's why the board can only give one collective fuck about anything. <laughs> yes. Thank you for laughing at that joke because <laughs> no one ever does. It is funny. Thank you. Whore Prime can transfer his consciousness consciousness into another body, and this is how he has survived for centuries. Whenever he needed to, he just so he's he is Frankensteining himself via body swapping instead exactly. of physical body swapping. He's just like well. I used this body up time to pop into another brain now. Yeah, this model is so old. I need the new model. Right. His metallic tendrils are prehensile, prehensile, mm-hmm. whatever. Just like entrapped his hair. Yes. Um, he can use them to recondition clones and let him connect to and control his machines. He is also a master manipulator and shows his authority for galactic domination by intimidation and cruelty. Which does include literally laughing in She-Ra's face. Yes. He is the worst! (laughs) He is. He shows that when he kidnaps Glimmer and there is one section where he is showing 
all the artifacts that he has collected and telling her... All of his trophies of war. Yes, yeah. and telling the story in a way that he's so collected and, and sure of what he's saying that you could even believe what he... And isn't the food he offers her like the last of the civilization that he killed? Yes. And she's like, I'm not hungry. Yes. He's like, your loss. And then just continues munching. But it's like, you're my prisoner, but you can come to dinner in my elegant table, very long table where you sit at one end and I sit at the other end. Because his fear tactic isn't physical. It's mental. Yes. Yes, it is. He doesn't have to show how strong he is. You know how strong he is. He gains strength through fear. Yes. One of the things that I I read while browsing different articles, I don't remember where it is, but if you see him throughout the shows and the episodes the Horror Prime is in, you will always see him looking down at you, at any character. Even when he holograms himself so everybody in Eternia can see Yeah, can he's see never him. looking you straight on or on even ground. When he holograms Photograph himself in Etheria, so other people, you know, the people outside the his place can see him. It's a it's a huge, huge. It's like a god looking up down upon insects. Yes, and he's always here to save you. He's done. He's doing everything he's doing as a present to you. I'm your oh, savior. Oh, I've um, heard that before. Yes. Mm, And how many times has that ended well in the times that I've heard it for the people in which the favor Mm -hmm. is being done for? Let me think. Hmm, none. Exactly. But that's another um, characteristic for crime that whatever you see him, he, even if he's sitting down, he is always higher than any other character. Which, nice reference to the king and I, if you think about it, because the king says, to Anna, mm-hmm. however tall I am, if I'm sitting, standing, kneeling, you must be lower than I am because yes. you are my subject. And she's like, I'm not your subject. I am a teacher. And he's like, you are in my kingdom. You must be lower than I because you are not important. Mm-hmm. And as the king and I, the story evolves and he falls in love with her and she falls in love with him, you eventually see them standing as equals. And equal height Mm -hmm. but the point is it started out as i am more important than you if i am standing you must kneel or sit if i am kneeling you must be on the ground yes so it was an interesting comparison that just dawned on me whereas in the king and i it starts out as a power as a show of power Mm -hmm. as it is of, of domination of i am more important than you And you see it change because the relationship between the two parties change. In this case, Horde Prime is always giving that subtle unsaid reminder. Mm -hmm. You are ants to me. Yes. I don't know if I'm mistaken and I could be. But he also calls everyone little. It's like yes. little brother, little sister. But nobody calls him little anything. He's always brother or her prime but he does never call anyone just just brother and sister because that will be putting them on equal terms yes yes no he always has some way of making them feel smaller yes again it's fear strength through fear exactly which is brilliant i hate to say but i know 
It is. It is. So now that we, this gives us a perfect branch into more of his personality and the personalities of everyone else. Horde Prime <laughs> in our MBTI four letter jumble test is an ENTJ. He is an extrovert. He, what E? E is for extrovert. Mm-hmm. Uh, also elephant. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> whatever. Yes, an envelope. There are three E's in that. But ENTJs, he displays many traits that are common to ENTJs. He uses these to his advantage in maintaining galactic domination, Mm -hmm. which makes you wonder, once he succeeds his overall goal, what's he going to do? Like, he's going to be like, well, what now? I have no challenge left. Like, he's kind of setting himself up to fail. But that's something else entirely. You said said what he's going to do, and I thought... Who's he going to call? Oh, I thought, what's he going to do when he comes for you? So <laughs> bad boys, bad boys. You went <laughs> Ghostbusters. I went the other way. That's fine. He's a master strategist mm-hmm. with an insatiable ambition, which again, once you've conquered everything in every dimension, what do you do? You relax. <laughs> I don't think Hort Prime has relaxed a goddamn day in his life, and I don't think he knows how. You polish your tentacles. That's, is that what we're calling it now? Yes. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> hey, leaving that subject right where it is. Like any ENTJ, his greatest talent is his ability to plan long term. He is a very big picture kind of guy and he reads people very well so he can identify the talents that different people have to him everyone is a pawn on his chessboard Mm -hmm. he sees the big picture of the whole chessboard and is able to maneuver people strategically based on their usefulness or how much of an inhibitor they will be to him and put them where he needs to be yes and put them to their best use Mm -hmm. entjs tend to be well organized which is as we discussed best seen in his apple mothership which is and stark white in his aesthetic his technology is all neat it's not falling apart it's state of the art and i think he's He's a Slytherin Ravenclaw, but I think his Slytherin outweighs his Ravenclaw because his ambition drives him more. Mm -hmm. He wants to know things so that it can help him conquer. Whereas Ravenclaws, or where I will lead into with Hordak, is the other way around. His ambition is to prove Horde Prime wrong, Mm -hmm. but he wants to know things for the sake of knowing things. The fact that they help him accomplish his goal is secondary. Yes, I completely agree with that. And I can also add that Horde Prime has zero, zero Hufflepuff in him. Oh yeah, I know. (laughs) He has, he may have a little bit of Gryffindor, but there's no Hufflepuff. Possibly Gryffindor in like past strategical moves, mm-hmm. like in taking huge risks like that. Yeah. But and- not in the traditional bravery no, way. But it's, being it's, bold, being, you being know. Being bold, yes. But that's where, it, where in Hordak, you can say that it might have a little bit of the four houses. Right. Hordak is the introvert to Horde Prime's extrovert. So Horde Prime was an ENTJ. Hordak is an INTJ. He, as I said, is Horde Prime's mirror, 
where Horde Prime is Slytherin primary, Ravenclaw secondary. Lord Hordak is Ravenclaw primary, Slytherin secondary. Yes. INTJs tend to be logical, strategical thinkers and prefer to keep their independence, which Hordak is so don't go in the West Wing. It's not even funny. Like it's the fact that Entrapta lives when he finds her in there is only because she was like, I was looking for a six sided hex driver, but I fixed your portal thing. It should work now. I rewired it. Bye. He's so like, wait, she fixed something that that's the only reason she's still alive. Yes, exactly. He's like, wait, what? Right. Exactly. Wait, what? He does that a lot around Entrapta. Wait, what? He's always seeking the next challenge to overcome or the next way that he can improve himself in his case it is sometimes literal because Mm -hmm. he is literally falling apart yes but this is a common word (laughs) uh, common factor Mm -hmm. held by intjs intjs are driven to create something uniquely their own and that is lord hordak to a t Mm -hmm. thrown out of the quote family of clones and left to die on a backwater planet he said not only am i going to survive i am going to take over this planet i am going to build an army and i am going to expand to the rest of the galaxy yes yes i am not going to suffice to just survive no Mm -hmm. i have bigger things to prove and he's the only one who actually dares to think for himself because Correct. you're going to talk about the, let me talk about the other Hordak and then I'll. Okay. The, the adorable. Yes. Wrong Hordak. Yes. As he is affectionately known. Once Lord Hordak is taken up to the Apple mothership, Horde Prime <laughs> cleanses him in a bath of, what yeah. was it? Like green? I don't know, but it looks like a baptism. You know, when it you does. become a Christian, it's like you renounce everything and, that you knew and now right. you're born Yes, and we'll this. get back to this because uh, talking about uh, Horde Prime is a cult. So hold yes. in, in that. We'll come back to that. But so wrong Hordak is now completely brainwashed. Horde mm-hmm. Prime does, does what's best for us. We are here to help him. We are here to serve him. Wrong Hordak is the exact opposite of Lord Hordak. Mm -hmm. He is, first of all, adorable. Yes. And smiles a lot, which is the cutest thing ever. His ears go down kind of like Yoda thing. I know, they're so cute. Uh, If you haven't seen it, there's one TikTok where he ends up hugging Bo. It's like, check out our TikTok, guys. We had one of Ronghorn. He's like, you know him? You could tell him I'm doing good things? Could you please? Like, he's... My adorable little son. Okay. Yes. So he is an ENFP. He has an unquenchable curiosity and is genuinely optimistic and supportive. And that personality helps round him out into this category. He loves learning new things, Mm -hmm. expressing himself creatively through his actions or his appearance. He is everything Horde Prime is not. Yes. He has basically been turned into a Hufflepuff. He is. When you cleanse someone in that baptism type thing, you become a Hufflepuff. You become good. Now, what I was going to say before is Hordak is the only one who has the balls to stand up to Hord Prime and say, F it, I'm my own person. And literally shoots him in the face. It's great. Yes. Crowning achievement. Yes. But what sometimes happens when you're trying to be yourself, Horde Prime being the asshole he is, he's like, oh yeah, you wanted to? Here, I'll give you... Oh, I just had a really bad thought. Yeah. 
I will no, it wasn't erase, that. <laughs> erase your mind. Please do. I don't want to keep following this thought train. And, I and can't make stop. You, and make you one of us again. One of us, one of us. But, <laughs> and that's how you get to a uh, wrong Hordak because, you know, he was disconnected to the hive mind. But being an independent thinker in what we're going to talk later, Horror Prime is a cult. It is dangerous. Very dangerous. Right. Being anyone. an individual is extremely dangerous. Yes. In a groupthink mindset. Yes. Okay. So next we have Hordax Angels. Yes. And they do have guns. They're just not all women. I'm going to start with Lonnie mm-hmm. because the other two have crossover bits. So... I think Lonnie's a Gryffindor, although I think there's definitely some Slytherin in there because she's very ambitious. She's driven. She's strong. She's assertive. I personally think that she her end goal was to become a force captain at some point. I will argue that she is a full Gryffindor because what you mentioned as being Slytherin, I see it as the competitiveness of being a Gryffindor. Okay, I can see it. Like, if she was playing Quidditch, she would be so into it that she wants to win. And maybe that win is what I see being a force captain. But she does it because she wants to prove herself more than I'm scheming to get to my prize. See, because on a, on a Quidditch pitch, I see her taking a beater's bat to the back of someone's head. <laughs> which is, know her. Which yeah. is foul. Yes. Well, but Where I George do it too. Instead of just hitting a bludger at someone's head, she'd just like take a, a bat and then do whatever uh, I think it was Montague said. Yeah. Oh, I, I missed. Yeah. I thought you were a bludger. Yes. Like, okay, sure. <laughs> that like person iron ball. Those things look similar. Okay. Yes. Whatever. She doesn't yeah. take crap from anybody. No. Including Katra, which I really admire because Katra gives her and the rest of the squad, a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. And even once Katra ascends to second in command and is teetering back and forth between I'm in control and everything is out of control and I'm about to implode, mm-hmm. when she's coming at Lonnie like, what's going on? Tell me what's happening. Did you do this? And you see Lonnie kind of back off and she's like, we're just tired. We need to sleep. We need more resources and Catra's like, I don't care. Get back out there. And instead of fighting back, Lonnie uses her head and is like, whatever. And says something to the effect of like, you think you have all the power. But mm-hmm. really, if you're acting like this, the only person you're fooling is you. Yeah. She has a clear sense of reality. And she yes. will not go buy into Catra's BS. Correct. And she cares about her friends, hence her continued grudge against Adora throughout the entire thing, Mm -hmm. because Adora left. Not just Katra, she left everyone. And Lonnie is the first one in line after Katra to be like, can I punch her in the face, please? Yes. (laughs) And as you mentioned, she's trained in hand-to-hand combat, just like any other Horde soldier, and has a little bit of tech experience. Yes. Not as much as Kyle, but some. Now, Rogelio, I think, is... I love the name. Rogelio? Yes. Yeah, it's a great name. I think he's a Gryffindor primary, Hufflepuff secondary, or possibly a 50-50 split. I think he's close to 50-50. It might be like a 60-40. Right. Because he's literally the strong and silent type. Yes. Although 
He does speak. And I think if I remember correctly, the only person who seems to be able to understand his language mm-hmm. is Kyle. Because we see Scorpia having no clue. We see Lonnie not caring. Katra definitely not caring. But Kyle seems to get it. Well, because Kyle's the smartest one. But I do think that Lonnie... Very rocking group. Yes. But I do think that Lonnie understands she just doesn't care. Yeah. Because when they're playing the game on on the scene that we also put a TikTok on... The one Kyle made up. Yes. When When Rogelio says something, Lonnie completely dismiss him it's it's like yeah sure whatever but what he said is this this and this so i think she understands she just doesn't care doesn't care right he's an excellent teammate he's strong Mm -hmm. dependable he's proficient in hand-to-hand combat first aid and has technical proficiency Mm -hmm. one of the examples given was he can fix the tank which pretty convenient yeah exactly and this will roll me right into the next thing confirmed by showrunner noelle stevenson to be in a relationship with my boy kyle yeah hell yeah because this boy does not get enough love i'm looking at you katra and lonnie for saying everyone in favor of blaming this on kyle like fuck both of you honestly kyle is 100 percent hufflepuff yes or like 95 percent hufflepuff five percent gryffindor yes because his bravery is motivated by his loyalty and so it kind of goes back and forth between the houses i always saw him a little bit kind of like neville yes like you you don't believe that he's going to be brave and then he does something that is so brave that you are speechless yes He's the type of kid you say, bless his heart, but you don't mean it sarcastically. Like, you mean it like, bless this cinnamon roll. He must be protected because he's so good. Yes. Always tries his hardest, despite the fact that most of the time he's stumbling through course runs or the group is making fun of him or belittling him. And he doesn't let that change his attitude of, I am going to give my all every single day. Exactly. And you see his personality outside of the horde mentality, like when he talks to Bo and he's like, mm-hmm. well, I never really had anybody who cared to know my name before. And he's like, I like your shirt. Like he has a personality. Mm-hmm. And like you said with Neville, his shining moment was in season four, episode five, Protocol, where the three of them are stuck in a broken down transport vehicle trying to bring back pieces of sheet metal for Katra for whatever reason she needs them for. And Mm -hmm. she's called them over Skype and yelled at them. And well, it was, it was like zoom in the car, whatever. And it's raining acid rain outside. So they're Mm -hmm. like, well, we can't go outside and fix it. So for a while they sat around and played a game that Kyle invented. And he was a total fucking badass. Like that was some like trick pool level shit. Yes. Like he's amazing. And I love him. Yes. And then Catcher calls again and it's like, why the fuck aren't you guys home yet? What is wrong with you? I give you one job. Of course I should have known because you have Kyle on your team that you'd never get anything done. You guys are useless. She specifically calls Kyle out and I'm like, fuck you, Catra, seriously. So they're sitting around going, what do we do? What do we do? When, because we can't go outside, but Catra's going to be mad. And then they realize Kyle's gone. Kyle has suited up 
and gone outside into the acid rain that his uniform is not really protecting himself from. No. And works as much as he can to fix the tank until he passes out from injury, mm-hmm. which is when Rogelio had already started coming out and Lonnie was like, are you kidding me? We can't go out there. And Rogelio was like, mm-mm going out to get him he was right he did the right thing and the two of them together go out fix the truck and bring kyle back in and i spent the entire show most of which through the end of season four convinced that kyle was going to switch sides he was too nice to stay especially from the first encounter he has with Bo. Right. When he goes, it's like, you are so similar. But he says it really awkwardly. Yeah. And um, they could be best friends on the Princess Lion side. Come on. They they would be. And it is, according to the wiki, it is confirmed that all three of Hordax Angels officially defected from the Horde in the Mm -hmm. season four finale. So in season five, despite the fact that we are, most of it is taking place up on the apple ship mm-hmm. that on the ground they are either part of the rebellion or just out of the way they mm-hmm. are not fighting for the they are life. not fighting and as i mentioned before it is it was confirmed by showrunner novel noel stevenson that kyle is in a stick is in a, in a, I can't read. I can't read. isn't a stick sure <laughs> No, I combined the word that's underneath the word Rahelio. I do I that sometimes. It's confirmed by showrunner Noel Stevenson to be in a relationship with Rahelio. And there are a couple different quick nods to this mm-hmm. in the show. Season three, episode four, we're seeing in the Fright Zone all the lockers that like used to be Adora's and Catra's and and Lonnie and Kyle. One of them has a sticker on the inside that says, Our Heart K. Isn't that cute? It's so high school and I love it. Yes. And then in season five, episode four, when Scorpia is telling Swiftwind that she's great at keeping secrets, Mm -hmm. her example is like that one time that Kyle told her he had a crush on Rogelio. And then she goes, I probably should not have told you that. Forget I said that. Okie dokie, <laughs> Hagrid. No problem. And in Heart Part 2, which is the finale, the final yes. episode of the series, Kyle, Lonnie, and Rogelio are seen living together in the Crimson Waste. And in addition to this, Noel Stevenson confirming Kyle and Rogelio as being in a relationship, they added that in their head, Lonnie was also part of this relationship. That's so this, this was a... Polyamorous... Uh, polyamorous relationship correct yes that's amazing now do you think that kyle wrote in his journal like mr rogelio lizard mr rogelio yes lizard. yeah mr kyle rogelio, rogelio lizard. lizard yes yes absolutely <laughs> he absolutely fucking did pages and pages and pages because he is just yeah that well you fucking... well you need pages because you need to try different handwriter styles right like right cursive and then with little hearts when on they it. get married his best man is Bo. clearly <gasps> yes Will they have as the other side best man or best woman? Best Lonnie, person? because she probably threatened that if it wasn't her, she'd hurt both of them. <laughs> that is true. That is so true. But I, I love that this, again, is another unconventional but quite normal relationship in this show. Right. 
it's just as normal as the fact that Rogelio is a lizard and is part of the Horde squad. Nobody bats an eye that he's not human. No, no, not at all. And end. (laughs) And that's all, folks. My mind went blank so blank oh i think that was uh horde prime trying to get in i know with the tentacle oh no no they finally got into the no 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 and did i mention no now let's talk about how no horde prime's fucking cult is yes because the first time he addressed Katra and called her little sister, the creep factor went up to like a billion yes. in like five seconds. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yes, it did. He's such the cult leader where everybody believes that he is the one bringing them salvation and they must follow him. Follow him wherever he may go. And the title of little sister or little brother that's very cult like and everyone mm-hmm. even even the apple store aesthetic of makes you think like cult compound yes in one of the articles i found online that was published in polygon.com showrunner noel stevenson said that when brainstorming about the whore prime they consider the prime whore the prime whore the one who brought in the best the most money on audition day this is a vip very important penis tentacle yes <laughs> i hate myself <laughs> let's, go, let's, let's go back to this <laughs> Now you can. Now I'm the adult in this relationship podcast relationship. (laughs) Okay, back to our very important penis. uh, I was going to say telescope. Telescope. Oh my god! (laughs) Telescoping, like so bigger and better. Like like Seahawks. Um. (laughs) One eye scope. What do you you call them? Yeah, the scope. No. It's called, it's a, like a looking glass or um, yeah. there's a, like it's telescoping like that. It's jeepers. It's a one eye scope because you put it on in one yes. eye and it's a small yeah, telescope. I, I understand that. It's a, it's a monocular instead of binoculars. Exactly. <laughs> so now that I'm crying over Horde Prime, it is very important <laughs> telescoping piece. Nicole. We can talk about how he led everybody into becoming part of his cult. Yeah, this is supposed to be a very <laughs> This is supposed to be a very serious concept that we want to touch on and you can't stop laughing. I don't know how we're going to do this. Stop thinking about I'll, I'll pull myself together. It'll be okay. okay. Stop thinking about tentapenis. What? <laughs> Why would you say something like that? You said it before. Here we go. I never said tentapenis. I didn't make it one word. I said telescoping penis tentacle. You shortened it and caught me off guard. This is your fault. (laughs) And I'm so glad this is all staying in the episode. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Here we go. In an interview with Polygon.com, um, showrunner Noel Stevenson tells us how 
when they were brainstorming about how to make the whore prime. They were trying to draw from real life experiences, not experience, not that they experienced it, but situations, and what people might consider the most evil. And the answer for them was cult leaders. And I quote, specifically suicide cult leaders, they say, people who have this element of control over everybody, who think they are the beginning and the end of everything, and their followers are completely dependent on them. Which... We knew it was, and it felt like a cult, but the fact that they confirmed that that was where they were going with, it is... They brought that concept, that specific description, to life exactly. Yes. One of the many characteristics of a cult mind is that you have the leader who is usually sent by God or a God-like persona, or at least that's what they tell you. Yes. And they they have been chosen to save you. So their word is like a credo, like their religion. And we're going to do whatever we say. These people are very charismatic. They're not presented. They don't present themselves as intimidating or as any bad guy. But they are actually very charming. And yeah, that's I've how seen they- Criminal Minds. <laughs> so many they're usually the most friendly they blend in in crowds they're mm-hmm. the people that nobody would ever say a bad thing oh he'd never do anything he helps out at the local grocery store mm-hmm. he volunteers to help the homeless she does this they're the people that fly under the radar because they are so nice yes and they are also they pretend to be very humble like this is something that was given to me i never looked for this but i i didn't know that i will be chosen um and that's how they get not only followers but some people will give them everything they have in terms of money in terms of you know houses and independent their their own independence yes their own freedom of choice yeah their brainwashing it is so effective that it is very hard for anyone to leave the cult. Even if you show them the reality, even if you show them this person is an imposter, this is what he or she is trying to do with you, it's very hard to erase what they have been taught inside the cult. And even if you can get past that and get them to see it, that's where fear takes over. Mm -hmm. They'll find me. They'll come after me. They'll never let me go. Some They will harm my family if I leave. Mm-hmm. It's a really tragic situation. Yes. And even if we see Whore Prime, they have like the hive mind and they're all clones of, of him. I think that he at some point had followers that were not clones. Or maybe he has people that will help him in his cause that are not clones that he can directly put their thoughts into their heads. But they buy into, because in reality, there's a lot of people that buy into these cults of, you know, yes, you are the God and you are bringing our salvation. He's Mr. Lumic and they're his Cybermen. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yes. People who were originally people who followed his ideas, who eventually he said, okay, now control of your own life is over. Bye. And then they became Cybermen. And I am... Not happy because it's not something to be happy about, that it reflects something that exists in the real world that you can compare it to and 
realize how much of a an evil core prime is and how much of an evil some people can be too it, wolves in sheep's clothing yes in this article it cites different parts of the show that also put into light how much of brainwash all his followers can be one of the examples is when katra is um chipped she says prime gives me peace you broke my heart he made it whole again in a way if you're not with us if you're not part of my religion, if you're not part of my creed, then you will never have peace. I'm the only person that can give you peace and freedom, which is contrary of what they actually do because they give you no, nor peace, neither peace nor... No, they're taking your, your freedom. Yes. And Chipped Catra is so creepy in how innocent and young she looks. Yes. Her hair... The way her ears are kind of down to the side. She looks completely non-threatening. Her voice is calm and steady. And yet that's the thing that weirds you out the most. Yes. That this is wrong. This is inherently not who she is. And that Horde Prime is directly responsible. He took everything from her. He, he took her fighting nature. If there's something that Katra is, is fight against you. I see. Yes. And she he took that from her. I want to read you another quote from this article that also Noelle Stevenson said. She said, even if he claims that there's true peace in order, he's incredibly violent and dehumanizing. As he's exerting control over the other characters, he takes everything away from them. He takes away their personalities. He takes away their free will. That's what the scariest people in real life are to me. Those where everything comes back to their own ego and they see the world as just an extension of themselves. Once they actually have the power to enact that, I think that is the most dangerous and destructive force that humans are capable of. And that's that's very well said. They did a very good job describing that because they're right. There is peace in order. But in this case, the peace is not voluntary. The order is mandated. Mm -hmm. It's step out of line and you will be punished. It's not everyone follows the rules to make a better society it's not truly free will yes so it's order through fear the scariest thing for me is that many of the people that go into a cult they give out their freedoms or their freedom by choice yes they're not forced I mean, they are, they are. They are, but they're brainwashed and yet they are still voluntarily yes. saying yes. Yes, that is. That they've been so thoroughly persuaded that a month prior, there would be no way in hell that they would ever do such a thing. And then whoever the leader is has such a way with words is so persuasive that they're able to take this person who would have fought kicking and screaming against this mm -hmm. to voluntarily say yes. Yes. That's the power of words. And also what the show show us through Hordak is how powerful is for only one person to stand up. Only That's one person takes. can destroy Core Prime from within. And I've got to go back to Doctor Who because this is one of my favorite things that has ever happened and one of the things that means the most to me. Mm -hmm. There is a scene with, with Donna Noble, the fourth companion mm -hmm. to 
the new doctor. She's my favorite. I love her so I much. I love her. I relate to her a lot, actually. And her grandfather, Wilf, yes. who's such a badass and adorable. Yes. And they're outside their house watching soldiers round up people to presumably take those people to put them in ghettos or camps. And Donna starts shouting at these soldiers and Wilf and it goes to like run off at the truck to like go shout in this guy's face. And Wolf grabs her arm and is like, honey, I get it, but you can't change the world by shouting at it. And she turns around with such fire in her eyes and looks at him and says, I can try and stomps off and goes and shouts in that soldier's face. Yes. And that moment resonates with me so much that the thought an action of one person can have such an effect. Yes. I mean, that's the whole point of V for Vendetta. It's ideas are bulletproof. Ideas are more powerful than people. Mm -hmm. People shouldn't be afraid of their governments. Governments should be afraid of their people. Exactly. Because ideas unite us. What we see in Hordak is once you have that spark, once you have that part of you that wants to push against the established collective. Yes. Even if they erase it from you because they try to erase it from him, it still comes back because you know that it's still it's part there. of your soul. Yes. It's like once you realize you cannot take it out, they cannot take it out of you again. And that's why. It's serious in the Dementors. It's something, it was a fact. I was innocent, so they couldn't take it from me. Mm -hmm. It's a part of who you are. Yes. They might be able to brainwash you, but they can't change you fundamentally because that is so core to your existence. Yes, and that's what ends up saving him. That's why it's so dangerous for cults when people start thinking for themselves. The Horde Prime is defeated because of Hordak. Yeah, he shoots him in the face. It's great. Yes, and drops him, you know. Uh, Very Star, Star Wars, like, off, like, through a glass, like, stained glass. That's another very churchy mm -hmm. cult thing yes. in the middle of the apple ship. Yes. Uh, I don't know why you'd need stained glass in the middle of an enclosed ship with no windows, but hey, <laughs> whatever. Shoots him, blasts him through that, and then falls off the platform well, like Luke. He holds him by the head and said, I am Hordak. Like, you're not taking my identity from me. And then he lets go and Horde Prime falls to the emptiness of space. It's Luke and Vader. Yes. It's that exact scene. Yes. And what proves is that they cannot take away who you are, whatever cult you're in, if you're, you know, if you, if you have been brainwashed, they cannot take what you are and only one person, one lonely person, you don't have to be the strongest. You just have to be brave enough to disrupt the hierarchy, the chain of command, the everything that they taught the established you. order. Well, it's as the doctor said, 900 years of time and space, I've never met anybody who wasn't important. Yes. If you see it from that point of view, there's a battle going on outside. All the princesses are fighting. Everybody's fighting. But that is not what ends the war. No. It is one act of defiance. Right. Because if Horde Prime was still in play, the defeat of his armies would not be the end. Horde Prime would just start again. Yes. Yes. You have to topple the figurehead. Which is excellent. Yes. It's like standing ovation for Hordak. 
Yes. Honestly. Yeah. He ends up being the bravest. And most all. adorable. I know. <laughs> With his new haircut, because now he has. And, and he's haircut. like, can I bake you a, can I, can I make you dinner? Like, and he tries to make them like a pie. <laughs> and it's, it's just so cute. Oh my God. I mean, I love that Bo says, we're not keeping him. And then Travis right. is like, That's he can like, open doors. Open doors. <laughs> and Bo's like, but we need that skill. So, okay. Isn't at the end, like the end, end scene when Entrapta is running around with Hordak, isn't Scorpia the one that says, oh, so that's a thing now? I think so. That's That sounds like something Scorpio would say. That is so amazing of her. Right. So we're okay with this now. Yeah. <laughs> Scorpia is okay with everything. I know. Like Just she why she's be. the best. Yes. Which leads us to fun with the best friend squad with the friends with the best friend squad oh i don't know what happened today <laughs> where did i go wrong i don't know oh it's when you named the episode title in our document whore dick and friends yeah. that's where we went wrong that's true that's anyway true. in a modern world mean girls-esque au Put all of the the characters in a high school clique. Okay. Unfortunately, Hordak, it's kind of like obvious. He's going to be the bully of the school. Unfortunately. Hordak or Horde Prime? Hordak. I didn't put Horde Prime in here. He doesn't exist. Oh, see? Because I put Hordak as an emo kid. Huh. No, I... He's quietly gaining knowledge so that he can bully mm-hmm. people later. But right now he keeps to himself. I put him as a bully, but not the ones that really enjoy it. But he does it so he is not seen as weak. Okay. I put Lonnie as class president. I put Lonnie as captain of the volleyball team because I can see her spiking a ball directly into somebody's face and giving zero fucks about it. I mean, I don't want to play against her at anything. Right? Like she'd be, or like lacrosse that she'd like. Oh, that she has a weapon in her hand. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, oh God, like duck and run for cover. Well, and you know that she's going to be the only girl in a football team. Oh, absolutely. Oh, she will own it so much. And when the papers are like, well, why'd you do this? She's like, cause I like football. Why did you think it was because I it was a girl? I don't care. I like football and I wanted to play some goddamn football. Yes. Like. And, like, all the other schools' teams are all terrified of her. (laughs) That is true. Rogelio. I see him as belonging to a lot of different clubs. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. the the, um, chess club and the Let's Save the Planet club. I don't know why. I see him jumping from one to the other. I did, too. He's he's one of those people that has friends in a lot of different groups mm-hmm. and kind of fits in everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, they'd probably try and recruit him for the football team. He might play. He might not. It all would depend on how he felt. I don't think he would have a personal preference, but they'd just be like, oh, he'd be a perfect linebacker. And he'd mm-hmm. be like, well, that conflicts with, like, chess club, so I don't think so. Gobstones. <laughs> yeah, Gobstones club. <laughs> That, that conflicts with Charms Club. Is that going to be a problem? Like <laughs> Kyle, to me, was, for me, was very hard to place. I think he will be a little geeky, but he will be the type of person that even the cool kids love, but don't want to admit that he is cool. I don't know if right. that is a category, but like everybody will love him, but like you can't say, you, you know, that one of the geeky kids is cool. Kyle reminds me a lot of me. I was in marching band. I was in choir. 
I was a geek. I got along with everybody. I had very few close friends, but I was on good terms with everyone. Mm -hmm. So I can't speak for whether like the popular kids liked me or anything, but I was one of those people that like would say hi to everyone. Everybody would say, hey, Sarah, what's up? You know, that they're just the happy medium kind Mm -hmm. of thing that, I don't know, just like a happy person. They're not a threat to your status or you don't have to worry about them moving in on your significant other and all the high school drama because they stay out of all of that. They're there to go to school, have the best time they can and do as well as they can. Yes. Yeah. And I could see Kyle in choir. I really could. Oh, of course he is in choir. I could see Lani in choir too. Like she has pipes. Yes. I also see Lonnie in color guard, but instead of flags, she's on sabers or rifles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. You can do a separate list for Word Prime if mm-hmm. you would like. I did. Okay. Because I didn't think about this at all. So cool. form a supervillain team with Hordak and three other people from any fandom you like. Okay. For Hordak. Unfortunately, I thought to only to only two other people, but I think he will have Moonra from the Thundercuts. <laughs> oh, he needs the magic, and he needs the muscle. That that's where Bane comes in. Okay. Now the problem is a lot of the ideas I have Hordak would butt heads with because mm-hmm. they're all very strong thinkers. Okay. And they all want to be in charge, but I am going to put Hordak with. Lex Luthor mm-hmm. with Hades from Disney's Hercules. Yes. And the master from Doctor Who. Ooh. Now they may all kill each other. Yeah. I don't know how any of them. But if they manage to agree, we're fucked. I know. Poor Prime. I think Poor he... Prime feel to me feels like he just has minions. But I think he will get along with someone like the Joker because it's like that nagging voice that tells him like evil plans or evil is. I can see him working with the Joker once before he kills the Joker. Yeah. I mean, this is like a one time job. Yeah. Harley, he'd keep around. I haven't seen any of the movies to know. I mean, I know her, but I haven't seen any of the movies to know to really, really know her. But if you see her, yes. And then I will put in his team ebony maw which is the magic guy from infinity war the one that tony called yeah Sweet word, just because of his loyalty and i think if whore prime makes him buy into his beliefs this guy will go to any length to put that plan in motion and did you have another one or were there just no, two there was two okay horde prime president corleana snow from the hunger games oh my god okay Khan from Star Trek mm-hmm. and Dolores Umbridge. <gasps> you went bad. Okay, I just thought of a third one for Horde Prime. Okay. Amarantha. Oh, oh, snap. Yeah, oh, that's good. Because she is nasty. Yeah, and Horde Prime would either get along really well or kill her instantly. Yeah, because she enjoys being evil. It's like Bell. Oh, yeah. They enjoy being evil. Then I'll add another one for Hordak. Okay. Queen Beryl from Sailor Moon, because she enjoys being hella evil. <laughs> yeah. And she, no, he, she goes with Horde Prime because she also sends her minions to do her bidding for her. Yes. So 
well, she and we, Horde would get along real well. We can put Gru with Hordak. Yeah, but Gru turned out to be a good guy. Exactly. He adopted three kids and married the animated spy version of Pepper Potts. I mean, come <laughs> on. Like, he's so cute. That's why it goes with him. Right. But, I mean, Queen Beryl from Sailor Moon, her four generals are actually good guys that she brainwashed. Interesting. Yes, they belong to the Prince of Earth, mm-hmm. and she brainwashed them into working for her. So that's very Horde Prime. Yes. So she fits very well with him. Yes, he will see her as a competitor and kill her. Instantly. Probably. I mean, Horde Prime would pretty much kill anybody instantly. Yeah. I mean, he'd look at a Dalek and be like, I can't fucking trust that shit. That's got to do. Well, he doesn't play well with others. No, and and the Dalek would be like, well, you're not a Dalek, so you have to die. And he'd be like, yeah, you're not exterminate. Like you're not a clone, so you have to die. And it would just be, and the Cybermen would just be sitting back laughing. Like it would be, (laughs) as the Dalek said, you are superior in one way. You are better at dying. Like, (laughs) like fucking mic drop there, Dalek. Like. Oh, man. I loved it. Okay. Now, this could be in the modern world, or it could be assuming in the Shira world that they all had families and weren't originally raised by mm-hmm. Shadow Weaver. Okay. What do you think each member of Hordax Angels wanted to be when they grew up? In the Shira world, they will all be princesses. Especially no. Kyle. Especially Kyle. No, but in the real world, I see Lonnie being... I don't know why, maybe because the Olympics are on right now. Uh, I see her as an Olympic hammer thrower. You know, that's I would, the ball I, with the thing. That, the, not the discus, the other one. Yeah, I know Yeah, it's the about. ball with the string, the string. Yeah. And then you go in the circle and then you let it go. It's a bolo, I think. I think so. Yeah. I. It's funny because I thought of something similar. I thought she'd be some sort of sporting coach or trainer. Yes. She will be... I don't know if you've ever seen it, but you, you've seen The Biggest Loser. That there was the girl that was so supposed to be like the mean one. So she yeah. would be like the mean. Yeah. Rohelia. You can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. Exactly. <laughs> That's funny. Thank you, Patches O'Houlihan. Yes. Rohelio, I see as a teacher. I think he will have the patience to be a teacher. Nobody will understand now, him. Now I'm just picturing him with a little bow tie. Yes. And teaching chemistry. I was picturing environmental science, but... Yes. Yeah. I see him as yeah, a teacher. We, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Kyle. My I boy s- Kyle. I see him as a librarian. Oh, my God. Just... And the, the ones be- that will take the time that you say, you know, I don't know what I want to read, but I am into this. And he will go and explain all the options you have, get really into it. You and I thought very similarly. I thought he'd be a kindergarten teacher. Yes. Oh, he's so much fun with kids. Because he would want to encourage them to be whatever they wanted to be mm-hmm. and help them in any way he could because he's just that ray of sunshine. Why is Kyle so amazing? I don't know. Uh, it's it's the burden of being a Hufflepuff. We're, we're amazing. I'm sorry. I mean, if you think about it, the, everyone that was in the Horde was not really that evil. Yeah. Scorpio? Marshmallow. Even Shadow Weaver is debatable yes. because started out not as part of the horde, mm-hmm. like completely yeah. on the other side. Exactly. 
She was a member of the Sorcerer's Guild. And then came back to the same town. <laughs> right, exactly. So yeah, not very many people. Yeah, you have from the harsh end, which is Catra and Shadow Weaver, to the marshmallow end, which is Kyle and Scorpio. Yes, exactly. <laughs> They're such marshmallows. I know. And now we have our favorite, although our listeners seem to be getting tired of it although we did get one or two answers this time which is Mm -hmm. cool songs for hordak horde prime and hordak's angels kyle lonnie and rogelio okay for hordak i have we're not gonna take it by the twisted sisters by twisted sister uh did you take that off my no playlist no you don't have it there oh i don't you're right it must have been in your head or on another future list that we haven't put out yet yes you know what i'm pretty sure it's on mara's list yes. <laughs> um i have nice guys finish last by green day okay yeah and uh i have seven nation army by the white stripes yep and come as you are by nirvana oh okay i have a couple of these were kind of somewhat entrapped related okay um like something there from beauty and the beast mm-hmm. or just looking at wrong hordak and everyone else's reaction to wrong hordak as well as foreigners i want to know what love is yes it's like hordak secretly like i want to know what love is yes. I want you to show me. But he'd never admit it to anybody. No. And then you have Run For Your Life by the Beatles. Mm -hmm. I Want to Break Free by Queen. Look What You Made Me Do. Oh, my God. Taylor Swift. Yes. And then Because Hordak Feels Regret. Mm -hmm. All These Things That I've Done by the Killers. I love your songs. Thank you. Let's move to Horde Prime. I have In the End by Linkin Park. Okay, yeah. Uh, I think Whatever It Takes by Imagine Dragons fits there. Yes, definitely. Bad to the Bone by George Spider. That's on another one of my lists. (laughs) I think you're pulling things from my other future lists. Oh, my God. Look at this. Sympathy for the Devil by the Rolling Stones. Oh, the Rolling Stones. Oh, hell yeah. And for some reason, my brain went to follow the leader by the soccer boys follow the leader 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 follow the leader (laughs) (laughs) i don't ask me why but it's there okay i have another pyramid from the musical aida i don't know that it's basically the white guys or the egyptians saying we're going to use these these slaves to build another pyramid because we're the best and fuck you guys and Uh. we're sly and smarter than you and it's very horde prime okay yeah i can very despicable yeah and it has a very like smooth sleek sound to it mm-hmm. uh smooth criminal by michael jackson yes <laughs> sorry not sorry by demi lovato yeah it goes there every breath you take by the police oh wow because horde prime is the king of the creepers yes and i put a spell on you either the original version by screaming jay hawkins or the more popularly known version by credence clearwater revival I like those songs. Thank you. And now the angels. Now the angels. They really are angels since they defected. Yes. 
I have The Anthem by Good Charlotte. Oh, good choice. I have Losing My Religion by R.E.M. Yes. Smells Like Teen Spirit by Nirvana. Ah, yes. Oh, you're on a roll today. And for some reason, Grenade by Bruno Mars. That is Kyle and Rogelio. Yes. That's so cute. I have Born in the USA by Bruce Springsteen. Mm -hmm. Because if you listen to the lyrics, it tells the story of a boy going off to war. Yeah. So it's very fitting. I'm Not Your Stepping Stone by The Monkees. I like the title. Thank you. It's very peppy and it is what it is. Like, I'm not your stepping stone. I'm not going to let you walk all over Mm me. Like, Head Games by Foreigner. Mm -hmm. Proud Mary by Creedence Clearwater Revival. Yep. It's a Long Way to the Top by ACDC. Yes. <laughs> and I forget who does this because it's been done so many times. Anything you can do, I can do better, can. which is especially Lonnie. Yes, I can do anything better than better you. Better than you. No, you can't. Yes, yes I, I can. can. No, you can't. <laughs> and listeners gave us from Best Friend Kyle for Hordak, we got A Million Reasons by Lady Gaga, mm-hmm. Champion by RuPaul. And Carry On Wayward Son by Kansas, which, yes. That song uh, goes with everyone. I want to listen to it. It really does. It's one of those songs that just fits with everything. Yes. And it's true. There was peace when he was done. Yes, there was peace. So uh, from user Yoko007 gave Body by Mother Mother, also for Hordak. Mm Mm-hmm. And for Horde Prime, also from Best Friend Kyle, is Enter Sandman by Metallica. And You'll Be Back, and it's reprises from Hamilton, which is, like, absolutely perfect. Just the way the way that it's sung, the sass, the... And as funsies, uh, there will be a special TikTok drop about that coming, mm-hmm. so... Keep a lookout for that. It will be amazing. Yeah, it was totally unplanned. And you could really tell. Remember to follow us on social media. We are on TikTok at Realm Stories Pod. We post pretty much every day. And you you seem to think we're funny. So <laughs> thanks. Appreciate that. Yes. Um, also, thank you for giving Kyle all of the love I mean... in this week's TikTok. He beat out all the Hordak TikToks. Yeah, like, he, he hell Hordak yeah. Ass. That's right. Goddamn right you should be scared of him. On Instagram at Realm of Endless Stories Podcast and on Facebook at the Realm of Endless Stories Podcast. Our email is listed on both our Facebook page and our TikTok and right here, right now, the Realm of Endless Stories at gmail.com Tell us what you think Kyle and Rogelio's wedding would look like. Tell us who you think Lonnie would want to punch in the face first. And tell us why you're still listening to us after all this time, because we honestly can't figure out why. So send us an email. If you're enjoying taking this journey with us, give us a follow on whatever platform you listen to us on and consider leaving a review. Yes. And as always, we thank you so much thank you, thank for you, listening thank you. to us. So, as Horde Prime would say to his minions, of course, quid pro quo, you're expected to take certain duties on board. 
The future is littered with prizes. And though I'm the main addressee, the point that I must emphasize is you won't get a sniff without me. So prepare for the coup of the century. Be prepared for the murkiest scam. Meticulous planning, tenacity spanning, decades of denial is simply why I'll be king undisputed, respected, saluted, and seen for the wonder I am. Yes, my teeth and ambitions are bared. Be prepared. That was amazing. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you all for listening. Bye. Bye.